0: I think there are three important things I kind of developed in recent years. The first thing is I built some routines. I called it morning routine and evening routine. And those routines, it gives me a discipline to keep me forward. Like morning routine, I woke up at every day at six o'clock and I have a half hour exercise and one hour of reading and writing. So every day I have that one hour of reading and writing. So every week, that's a lot of time. And that kind of routine has kept me forward. Evening routine, sometimes I read before I sleep, maybe read 30 to 60 minutes.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back. If we haven't met before, great to meet you. My name is Aaron. We tap into the stories of some of the world's most successful people. And not just successful people, ordinary people too to understand what made them who they are and how they are collectively making our world a better place. If you're looking for dopamine, inspiration, new knowledge, or actions that you can take today to become a better future self, you have come to the right place. To learn more about us, you can head over to our website, www.transformativepurpose.com. And please don't forget to follow, rate, and share if you enjoy our content. Everything you see here is run by myself and a small team and we'll really appreciate it. And last but not least, our mission is to build a global community to inspire. Enjoy. Warm welcome wherever you are. I hope you guys are safe. I wanted to let you know that after 10 episodes, we have just launched a new emails newsletter. If you want to have a dose of dopamine, inspiration, new knowledge about how to become a better future self, remember to subscribe to our newsletter. Now, before I start, I wanted to share a story with you. About two weeks ago, I had a one-on-one with one of our followers. And about 10 minutes into our chat, she broke down and told me that she had wanted to end her life about a year ago. I was shocked. I shared one of my favorite speeches with her and it was set by one of the former Coca-Cola CEO, Brian Dyson, back in 1996. But it's just as relevant today. So this is what he said. Imagine life as a game in which you are juggling some five balls in the air. You can name them work, family, health, friends, and spirit. And you're trying to keep them, all of these balls in the air. And you will soon understand that work is a rubber ball. And if you dropped it, it will always bounce back. But the other four balls, family, health, friends and spirit, they are all made of glass. And if you drop one of these, they will be scuffed, marked, nicked, damaged or even shattered. And they will never be the same. And you must understand that and strive for balance in your life. Now if you have watched the previous episode we did with Michael Crossland, one of the things that he said was to focus on the things that we can control and not the ones that we can't control. So, hang in there, my friend. My guest today, I'm going to be talking to a new friend, and he's from Taiwan. He is an avid reader. He reads books, writes about books, and records his podcast while juggling his full time job. He has over 13,000 subscribers for his newsletter, and his podcast has been downloaded more than 1 million times globally. On his website, he shares his top 10 favorite books every year. His name is Waki. And today I'm going to have a chat with Waki about his story. And I'm going to ask him, how can reading help us become a better future self together? Welcome to the podcast, Waki. You are officially the first Taiwanese on our podcast.
0: Hello, Aaron. <laughs> so glad to be here.
1: Really glad that you joined and I'm really excited about our chat. Like I said, you're officially the first Taiwanese on the show. You know, congratulations and and thank you for making time to come to the podcast. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear your sharing. Now, I just want to kick off our conversation. Just want to understand more about you because we have never really met <laughs> until about I think one or two weeks ago. We had a conversation over the phone. I just wanted to find out from you how did you start? Who introduced reading to you? Do all your friends like reading?
0: I am a full-time job in TSMC, a semiconductor industry, and as a manager, so who introduced me to reading, right? I think that one of my intention, I want to learn how to invest. So back in like three years ago, I want to learn about investment. So I start to look for resources for like online courses. I look for like other teachers. And finally, one senior colleague in our company, he's going to retire so he's going to early retire so he's going to teach us why and how does he do that so he teaches us some lessons and in the end of the course he give us so many book recommendations so mostly investment books so by then i think wow he can retire so early and he has so good strategy about investing so i think I'm, i'm going to read those books so i just about some of them and read by myself and by the time my reading speed is very slow so i just spent more time and reading them and then i finally realized that wow there are so many wisdom in the books and then i become so hooked to book and it opens up my world about reading that's the beginning of my reading life
1: wow okay so what was the first investment book that you read
0: i think the first one will be the four pillar of investing four pillar.
1: Right, okay. okay do, do you it. recommend yeah. it?
0: Of course. My my best recommendation. One, yeah, one of Oh really? Best. Yes.
1: Okay, yes. alright. And w- what about your friends? I, I was just wondering, do all your friends read? Do they just read as much as you do?
0: <laughs> no, f- <laughs> of course not. I'm kind of in an environment that we, are, we work so busy, and every day we spend our time working. So we rarely talk about books. I find around me, I mean physically, th- there are a few people who read books. And then I go onto the internet. I find I find out that there are groups like book groups or book clubs. They read books, so I find some uh, some like who's also book lovers on the internet. So physically in my world, there are few people reading, but on the internet, I think there are many people reading.
1: I So what I'm hearing from you, I guess you made some friends on the internet
0: <laughs> yes, through
1: yes. all these book clubs.
0: Yes. 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 How did
1: this turn into? what you do so i i had a look at your website and since 2018 you've yeah. been actively sharing on your podcast and also you know some of your top 10 favorite books that you have read during the year how did reading transition into what you do on a daily life now
0: after i learned about investment i started to look for other books like history like self uh, improvement management because by the time i became a manager so i learned how to how to manage how to mm. have better leadership so I start to look for books to improve myself. And I learn a lot from books. And I find one of the book that called how to read a book. It teaches us how to read a book. Mm. So in the book, I find one of the wisdom it says, if you want to truly consume or want to transform a book to your own knowledge, you have to output, you have to write it down. You have to share it with other people. So by then I think well if i'm going to acquire so much wisdom from books why not sharing with others so i just start writing articles on the medium medium is a very popular blog platform i think yeah yeah and after like 10 articles or so i started to think that maybe this is my passion i can do this for like years after that so Mm -hmm. i started to have the idea to build a blog so then Mm -hmm. i started to to do some research about blogging about content creating because i'm an engineer so i just uh, start to like how to code how to use those plugins how to use like wordpress and to start building my own website
1: wow okay so this was back in 2018
0: 2019 i think 2019
1: 2019 okay yeah Well, so you've been doing this for about a couple of years and that's quite impressive the number of subscribers and the downloads that you managed to achieve in just under three years
0: two year or three months right now i i i i have wow. been counting yeah
1: wow <laughs> i guess before COVID, i traveled to taiwan maybe a couple of times a year one of the things that i noticed about taiwanese people and i guess relative to hong kong is taiwanese people like to read well why, why is that
0: well oh, you find it on the transportation or or uh, where where did you find it
1: everywhere i mean one of the uh, i guess one of the biggest bookstores in hong kong currently is es light which is from taiwan
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> all, the, yes.
1: all the other bookstores are pretty much closed down so <laughs> wow
0: yeah i haven't noticed that <laughs>
1: Oh, so you don't you don't agree? You don't you don't think Taiwanese people?
0: No, no, no. I, I didn't. I didn't compare it with Hong Kong. I've been to Hong Kong before, but I didn't notice that detail like, like you already said.
1: Because I don't know what you would agree with this observation. But I have a feeling that less and less young people are interested in reading. You know, every time we, we hop on a train, everyone is just always on their cell phone, right? Yes. yes. So I, I hardly see people holding up a physical paperback or even a kindle reading ebooks these days do you see a similar trend in in taiwan
0: the publisher told me that because the social media or the youtube video content or audio content there are so many content type Hmm. so book are going in a downhill i think it's going a downtrend so just the knowledge is exploding so (laughs) everything is coming out so like paper book it's going to downhill.
1: there's also a number of I guess, mobile applications that will send you feed and and book summaries directly Mm -hmm. to your mobile phone. Do you recommend using these applications? Like what is, I'm just curious and I wanted to hear from you. What is the difference going through an entire book versus just, you know, maybe spending a couple of minutes just listening to maybe an audio book or just reading summaries that were written by someone else what would you think is the, is the main difference
0: yeah i personally i use the app you, you say that it's a summary like 15 minutes or like 10 minutes summary of a book yeah. i i personally use them i listen to audiobook six hours long or eight hours long i use both of them and i have different purpose of using them for like the summary type i use them to filter what i like or what what i don't like or maybe some of the books I can listen to the the summary and I don't have any further interest, so I, I won't buy that. And if I am very interested in the topic or I wanted to find more detail about that and I go to buy the book. So that's how the summary app serves me. And for the audiobook type or you read an entire paperback book, I think the benefit will be you have a systematic way to consume A very condensed knowledge like to transform into your own message and to your own learning I think this kind of skill this kind of ability is very rare right now but it's very essential and very crucial it become even crucial than ever before so I still I maybe 80% of my time I'm read entire books and maybe only 20% or less I listen to those summary type
1: right okay so it's not about whether audiobook is better or you know physical better or using an app is better it's really about how you use it based on what i heard from you so i think using an app is uh, sometimes it's a great way to i guess to weed out yeah you know some of the books that might not be of so much interest and then for those you know you, you have that interest in you either get the audio version or you will actually get the the physical paperback to, to read it further I, I'm just curious because you, you mentioned this when you were explaining why you do it this way and you said that when you get a book it's more about you know having a system mm-hmm. yes. to consume the the contents within the book in order to truly learn about the contents and the concepts you need to practice it and actively share with others and you also mentioned that this skill set is becoming rare and rare I'm just wondering you know why, why did you say that?
0: In this current world, we have very complex system, like in business world or like I am in a semiconductor industry. Those things are so complicated. No one can handle that or you cannot figure it out at first. So a very crucial skill is that how to gather all those different information and those scattered everywhere. And you kind of integrate them and to make them systemized or well structured in your own language, you can use it to your daily practice. So I think that's a way of transforming this scattered information into a real practice. I think that skill is very, very crucial right now because information is everywhere. So everyone can access unlimited amount of information, but how you can apply those things into your work or into your life, I think that's the very important thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I actually agree with you. I think one of the things that I've observed in particular the last last few years is that a lot of people don't really read or they don't really think beyond the bull headlines mm-hmm. that are in a lot of media these days. Yeah. And for a lot of people, some people they just look at the headlines and believe that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't bother comparing, you know, looking at the source of the information or comparing that source of information against other sources of information, just to try to get a different perspective. So mm-hmm. I, I hear what you say and I do think that it's quite a, quite an important skill set moving forward for you know, not just for young people and also for adults as well. As we you know, everyone is busy with their lives, we work, some of us need to look after kids, like myself. But I guess having that ability, the awareness, and that's that skill, like you said, is 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 quite important.
0: Yes, yes, I totally agree. Yeah.
1: Hey, I wanted to ask you about something, about your yeah, what, you, what you do, your passion, basically. I've been truly fascinated by, by your work, and I just wanted to hear from you, right? Because you, you read books, you listen to audiobooks, you, you, know, you listen to summaries, you write, you podcast, and all of this while juggling a full-time job. You know, and last week when I spoke to you and I asked you how you did it, and you were like, I, you wanted to test your limit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your secret? I mean, how do you manage so, so many different things?
0: I think there are three important things I kind of developed in recent years. The first thing is I built some routines. I called it morning routine and some evening routine. And those routine it gives me a discipline to keep me forward. Like morning routine. I woke up at every day at six o'clock and I have a half hour exercise and one hour of reading and writing. So every day I have that one hour of reading and writing. So every week, that's a lot of time. And that kind of routine has kept me forward. Evening routine, sometimes I read before I sleep, maybe read 30 to 60 minutes every day, no matter how tired I am that day. So yeah, so that's kind of the routine that gives me those discipline, and that's one thing. And the second thing is I have a habit called digital minimalism. Digital minimalism, it means I weed out all those distracting social media source i use those social media intentionally for example i have a time blocking every week i only have a five to six time block to use social media and other than that i don't use social media so i intentionally arrange those times for social media and it keeps me from distracting uh, resources and for digital minimalism i i usually take those apps and take those digital tools. I use them to use content. I don't actually consume a lot of content from there. The only one I consume is from YouTube. I learned a lot of things from YouTube, but I take it as a like online tutorial platform. And other than that, I really consumes some random things. So that's digital minimalism. And the third thing is I kind of build a, a productive workflow for myself because I am an engineer by myself, so I love automation systems. I, I build automation system in, in my company. So I, I personally, I rely on them. I totally dependent on them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I use many apps and I, I use many digital tools, but I use it to integrate it together to become my automation workflow. And it means when I am generating a content, one content, and I already think of how many other different types of content after that I can publish to different platforms or different types and different kind of schedule. So I think one great content is the king is the original source. Every time a great content is the king. And then you kind of, you can repurpose them. You can repurpose your content into different kind of maybe social media platform or like podcast. So for one time span, you can have multiple, Output, so that's kind of a workflow yeah. kind of thing.
1: Yeah, we hear this keyword "repurposing" a lot, right? Yes. But does that mean just copy and pasting across? The, so you mentioned that the three three points here: having a strong routine, right? Having a morning and evening routine and being really disciplined uh, about it, because I guess not only do you read, you write, you podcast, you also have a full time job that you you gotta manage. Yeah. So you know, ha- having a good time management is important. Digital minimalism. Quite interesting uh, you brought this up because when I when I spoke to Michael Crossland, he mentioned a concept called DDD, which is digital detox day. Very similar wow. to your digital minimalism. And on this yeah. particular day, basically none of the household members are allowed to touch social media at all. Wow. And and then you <laughs> and then your last point is about building a productive workflow, doing some sort of automation to help you repurpose your your content. A lot of people have mentioned about repurposing. So what I mean, what is repurposing? Is just copy and pasting your original contents onto different platforms so that you can scale that. Or you know, how do you actually do that?
0: I will define as like 80% of copy and paste and 20% of customized information. For example, like a website blog, a blog post. It should be a very long content over 2,000 or 3,000 words. That's a blog post. And in that blog post, you have several modules, 35 modules. So those small module is better, is better for social media, like Facebook. And 500 words is okay for Facebook. And then for Instagram, Instagram is a shorter one. Maybe 100 to 200 words is for Instagram kind of message. So different kind of platform, you need to repurpose with different message length. And you also have to customize your tone or your wording for different kind of platform. And and also for newsletter. Newsletter, I kind of tweak it a little bit to, to fit into the newsletter type. yeah. And all those things like a blog post, I repurpose it to the podcast content. So I don't generate podcast content at first. I always, I go with blog post first because when I finished an article, I have everything I think it's so clearly in my head. I have everything like a mind map in my in my heart. So when I speak in the podcast recording, I am like rethinking, reorganizing those content and to, to say it out. And it's kind of like a practice and also like a repurposing in an audio way. So that's kind of repurpose. I th- Also, I have another t- technique is called batch, B-A-T-C-H, batch. I, I tend to do yep. things in a batch type. For example, I will pre-schedule my social media post like one month to two months ahead.
1: So you're saying you, you do batch types and you post social media posts in batches one to two months in advance, right? So that means you have a lot of content. You have a lot of content in your in your bank. You know, one one to two months lead time, that's that's quite a lot of content you got uh, in the
0: pipeline. I have a strategy called time delayed, Currently, maybe I am writing the latest blog post, but I repurposed the content two months ago. I repurposed the content I published two months ago. So I have a time delay.
1: So I just wanted to ask you, why do you think reading is important? You touch on the skill part for the broader audience. What do you think reading is? You know, is beneficial for most of us?
0: One important thing is it is a toolbox for me. I have to solve a lot of questions or a lot of problems in my life, right? So I need a lot of tools. And reading more books is like expanding my horizon to, to, to reach more. So I have more tools in my toolbox. Those toolbox, they come from wisdom people, wise people, and great people, and yeah, experienced persons. So they share their knowledge. They share their experience in a condensed book. And I can learn those tools from them. So I think it is kind of a toolbox for life and also I think reading it helps us to realize that they are full of possibilities in the world like before time I work in a company and maybe I just look at my project and I look at my team and I look at my company and I don't have my eyes or I don't have my like perspective expanded so I, I don't get to see other worlds. So reading more books it helps me to get in touch with other different kind of books and the outside world
1: yeah, pretty much the outside world yeah right? I see Do yeah I, so no matter yeah. just taking from what you just said no matter how busy someone is we should always devote some time yeah. in yeah. reading because that might give us more possibilities or perspectives that we might not have exposure to from our day-to-day work
0: exactly yes yeah
1: yeah and This is also one of my lessons I I, I learned from one of my previous jobs is that I think humans have a tendency or it could be just my personality. Some of the people have a tendency to try to reinvent the wheel, right? Whereas you're saying, you know, there are a lot Mm -hmm. of knowledge and wisdom from a lot of successful people already. There's no point really reinventing a wheel trying to figure out your own way. Let's just go and learn and listen what some of these people have already done, the methods that work. Let's try to implement those yes all right let me just ask you this you've read a lot of books you know since 2018 2019 which one is your favorite you mentioned about the the four pillar and there was another book that you mentioned early on I yeah can't recall the name now
0: digital minimalism it's a book
1: right okay (laughs) (laughs) that's that's two already so what's your (laughs) so what's your favorite and which book would you recommend just everyone they should read it at least once in their lifetime
0: I think it's Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits.
1: Okay, what is it yeah. about?
0: It's it's about building good habits and to improve your life to lead to better results. Yeah, it's it's the best mm. book I think I've ever read. And the, All right. it's uh, the best one. It, is it, it better one, than it? the
1: uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People?
0: I think it's better. I think it's better.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Atomic Habits.
0: I, I love that book so much, so I, I ordered a English version last month and it arrived just uh, before the weekend. So I'm so happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you usually when you read books, right, do you usually just read the the Chinese version or you or you read both?
0: Oh, I read the Chinese version in paperback and I listen yeah. to audiobook in English. So yeah, it's, it's different.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. And last question and I asked this, to every guest just because of the mission of our podcast. Why do you think reading can help us become a better future self?
0: I think reading can help us build kindness because when you read other people's life, when you see different kind of world, you kind of have an open attitude. Your perspective will be widened. And also reading can provide us a sense of serendipity, a very calmness because you have to slow down you have to absorb like high quality content in a given time and so you kind of enjoy those serendipity and the last one is reading can help us always improve ourselves to see a better version of our future self so quote saying that uh, you are what you eat right and i say you are what you read yeah we improve with the books we read that's my that's, no, my that's thinking.
1: really that's that's really well said but i'm i'm also curious cuz the one of the very first books that you picked up was related to investment. How did you transition from investment into, because you also mentioned about after the the finance investment sort of books, you went into self-help, self-development. Did something happen in between which made you switch from investment books to self-help books?
0: Oh, there are a lot of transitions in between. After I read investment, and I learned a lot of finance history in the book. So I I think that history taught us so so many lessons. I started interesting in history kind of book. And when I read history mm-hmm. book, I find I read so slow. <laughs> I read so slow. I can't remember <laughs> most content. So then I find the how to read a book. Yeah, this one, how to read a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's right.
1: That's the one you mentioned at the start. Yes,
0: yes. yes. And then I, I, I hope I can learn how to read more faster and memorize most more more contents and after reading that i think okay i have the skill of reading and i want to build a better productive system and i want to improve my efficiency like to have my better goal setting and have better workflow so i i read atomic habits and most uh self-help self-help books market so i i want to improve myself to build a better version of me then i can have like a i, I enhance the engine right when you, when the engine is robust and strong you can access to different kind of areas so i think that's my core idea so i improve myself first and then i have the ability i have the efficiency and productivity to reach other different areas so i think that strategy kind of right. works right now mm-hmm.
1: That's very eye-opening with everything that you just said. And I think, like you said, I think re- reading can really help a lot of people to get new perspectives. And I think for me, reading also helped us to stay humble. And this was also something that was said by a gentleman called Dr. Alan Seaman, and he's a very successful business magnate in Hong Kong and Asia. I don't know if you if you heard of him, but he, this is also one of the things that he said in our in our third episode. And if people haven't listened to it, I strongly recommend it. And one of the things that he said during our chat was, never think that you're the smartest person in the world. Because when you think you're the smartest person in the world, that, that's when you stop learning. And that's when you say when you become arrogant.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. So I got a lot of knowledge from you and I also got a few book names and I'm sh- sure the listeners gonna go and pick them up. So that you mentioned about the atomic habits, the four pillars in finance and how to read a book. And the three main things about organizing your day, you know, having a routine, having a morning and evening routine, minimizing the digital social media exposure and also building a productive system to help us manage our time better. Very very good insights that we have spoke about today.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Aaron.
1: Thank you so much for coming on our show and I look forward to meeting you in person, maybe you know, I don't know sometime next year or the year after in Taiwan or you know whenever you drop by Hong Kong, let us know and then we can show you around.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you, Waki. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. I hope you enjoyed the chat. I always say our life is very much like discovering what the next chapter is in our own book. And what we do today can change the narrative in the next chapter. Our life given by nature is short, but it's not the duration that matters. What matters more is how many meaningful things we can do and how many people we can help in our life. I hope you have gotten some inspiration and new ideas about what you can do differently today. And as you are doing it, remember to also change the ecosystem so that you can sustain it. I firmly believe our world will be a much better place if all of us are focusing on becoming a better future self together. the people we love. See you in the next episode.